Good morning, afternoon, or evening, whenever it is that you may be listening to We Live on a Planet. Welcome. I'm your host, Patrick. This is episode 515 that we're building right now. We're titling this one, Talking to Yourself. We all talk to ourselves. admit it. Thursday, October 21st. October is just flying by, 2021. And we are recording on a Thursday, something different for us. We'll talk about that later on in the show. It's 57 degrees currently. Feels like 57. Highs are going to be about 68 degrees in the fine city of Oswego, New York, right in central New York, right on the lake shores of Lake Ontario, the cool waters of Lake Ontario. The winds are out of the north. Three miles per hour. Stick around. We'll dive into our quote when we come back, and I'll tell you about my trip from Lake Placid to how it went. Stick around. We'll be right back. So, like I said, we are recording on a Thursday, which is a little bit different for me. For years, I've been recording on a Monday and a Friday. For years, actually I did Monday, Wednesday, Friday. When I first started podcasting, I did Monday through Sunday. (laughs) I was addicted. It really hit me hard, the podcasting bug, rising up on the charts, getting known, having my voice heard, really got me going. So, all right, here's our quote. This is from an unknown author. I told you how this is episode 515 and we titled it Talking to Yourself and here's the reason why. You'll never talk to anyone as much as you talk to yourself. So make sure the words you speak to yourself are filled with love and compassion. I like that. Because we do talk to ourselves all the time. You'll never talk to anyone as much as you talk to yourself, so make sure the words you speak to yourself are filled with love and compassion. I know a lot of times I'll speak to myself and it's stinking thinking. I try not to, but that happens. But I'll talk to myself and I need to fill my Self with love and compassion. You have to love yourself before you can love anybody else. That is from an unknown author, but I liked it. So how was Lake Placid? Oh, Lake Placid was just capital. It was so much fun. I couldn't have planned it any more perfect. With the whole family, six adults, two dogs, The house we stayed at slash Airbnb was perfect for all of us. We never fell on top of one another. My wife and I had the upstairs with an ensuite with a little loft. Big, huge stone fireplace that went the whole length of the house. It was basically like an A-frame. Not a complete A-frame, but what you think of as an A-frame. Picture a typical house in... The Adirondacks of what you would think of a house in the Adirondacks with all the windows on the front of the house. Yeah, that's the way it was. It was perfect. You can head on over to my Instagram or my Facebook and find them pictures. 
easiest way to find that is if you head on over to my website, WLOAP.com, and there's a contact page. That contact page will bring you to all my social media outlets. Yeah. And there you could leave me a message too. There's a little voice message button when you first open up the website. It will ring five times before it goes to voicemail. Or if you're on Anchor, you can leave me a voice message. If you have a pen handy, my phone number is 315-326-1882. 315-326-1882. I always wonder what happened in 1882, I wonder. But I do know that um, our facts not our facts, our this day in history are going to be a lot different because being doing the show Monday through Friday, as long as I have, we started having a lot of repeat this day of histories. And uh, we won't have that now that I'm going to be doing the show Thursdays and Sundays. However, I didn't put out a show this Sunday because I was with my family in Lake Placid. Lake Placid is only about a three and a half hour drive from my house in the Adirondacks, and it's gorgeous. When we were there, as soon as we got there, the kids hadn't got there yet. We had, my wife and I had everything unpacked. I stepped out on the big, huge screened-in porch that's really nice to have a cigarette because you were allowed to smoke on that screened-in porch. And as soon as I stepped out there, right on the edge of the woods at an apple tree, there was a mama deer with her two baby or three baby deer. They didn't have their spots, the babies. So they were at least older than yearlings or they must maybe were yearlings. Just beautiful. Just munching on apples without a care in the world. Shortly after our daughters got there with their boyfriends and it was just awesome. I, I wouldn't have changed a thing. Stick around. When we come back. We're going to chat some more. We'll be right back. So my Buffalo Bills, not mine. I wished I owned the Buffalo Bills. But my Buffalo Bills, the team that I love and follow, they lost the other day. Yeah, and on Monday night, primetime football, they played Tennessee Titans, and they lost a heartbreaker, 31-34. to Monday night football, bummer, big bummer. I still love them, that's all right. They have a bye week now, which means they have a week off. Then they play the Miami Dolphins, my Uncle Kevin's favorite team who are struggling this season. They're one one and five. Buffalo Bills are now four and two. I've always been a Buffalo Bills fan. I've talked about that on the podcast before. And it's funny. We all thought as a family we had our days mixed up and Sunday night came and we were leaving Monday morning checkout at the Airbnb was ten AM and Sunday we're thinking the Bills were playing Sunday night prime time getting all ready for the game and my wife starts looking at the Bill Buffalo Bills app and she's like wait a minute they play the 18th today is the 17th and we were all oh we were really looking forward to watching the Bills game and uh yeah 
I had a good meeting. I'm jumping around. I had a good meeting with my therapist. My I had an appointment that was scheduled, and she had to reschedule it, but I got to see her just yesterday, and uh, I feel like I'm opening up to her more. I get to open up a little bit every time I see her a little bit more and more and more. It's not that easy talking to somebody new for the first time, but the more I get to talk to her, the more comfortable I am with her. I think talk therapy is very important. Getting things off your chest, off your mind, being able to talk to a third party that's our third party? No, second party of somebody that is non-biased, as such as maybe a family or a friend member, and just can really give it to you straight stuff. So I'm thankful for a lot of things. Uh, my sleep habits aren't the greatest. I did, however, when we were in the Adirondacks, we stayed up super late Friday night, and so I slept in really good on Saturday, and then we stayed up late on Saturday, and I slept good, and then our last night there, though, I slept terrible. I only got a couple hours of sleep. My anxieties about us leaving, making sure the house was going to be all set, making sure everything was going to be packed, making sure it was just one thought after another racing thought becoming uncontrollable, making me sweat. Speaking of sweat, I had yesterday a panic slash anxiety attack while I was at the doctor's office working with the the receptionist. Um, I got a bill in the mail from my last meeting and I pay my copay right every time I go. And the bill was saying that I didn't pay my copay. So I went through my bank statements and found that, yes, indeed, I did pay it. So I made a copy of it and I went. And when I was talking to the receptionist, I got it first in my mind. I was like, how is this going to play? And so I kept playing it through my mind that it was going to be just a crap show. And, uh, it almost turned into one because I, she she was like, now what do you want me to do? And I'm like, well, I was overcharged and I have a copy here. I already talked to Billing. Billing said when I was here at my appointment that you could fax them over the cop, these, these. And she's like, oh, well, yeah, I can do that. And I was like, oh, well, that was easy. I had myself all worked up, but I was all sweaty and when you're in mental health or any health facility here in um, New York, you still have to wear a mask regardless if you're vaccinated. So I had my mask on and I'm all sweaty underneath my mask. I can feel the sweat on my lower back and the therapist opens the door to see me and I come walking up and when we sat down, she said, I ended up telling her how I had a panic attack and she's like, I was wondering, I was just about to ask you, what was going on because I knew you were either angry or something was going on. I could tell by your body mannerisms. And uh, she saw me right after a panic slash anxiety attack. And it's brutal. It's brutal. Stick around. We'll be right back. It won't be so brutal. I promise. Just like that. 
So I got my DGI Mavic Mini back yesterday. That is my drone. Happens to be the third drone that I've gotten from them. My first drone crapped the bed, had to send it back. I had it under warranty, thank goodness. They sent me my second drone. I only flew it a th few, few times, a handful of times. That one crapped the bed, and uh, thankfully that was covered. And um, now I have my new drone that I need to sync up with the remote control. And I got it yesterday, and uh, I didn't do that because little tiny things like that that seem so simple have got me overwhelmed. Isn't that ridiculous? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Why would that make me... Uh, it's something so simple. All I have to do is go to the internet, type in how to sync my drone, my Mavic Mini, to my remote. And it's going to give me a walkthrough, a step-by-step. -step. It probably even gives a video. But for some reason, it's causing me a lot of anxieties that I won't do it right, that I'm going to screw something up, that it's going to be a problem, that I'm going to run into an issue. And speaking of issues, I'm glad you can hear me now that I got my new Rodecaster Pro and a new Rode Pod mic. So, um... My last podcast was the first time using it, and it seems like there's no issues. My wife went into the car. That's where she had the problems of hearing the podcast the most. She had to have the volume cranked in the car to hear me. And she said she was able to hear me through the car. So, yay. How about that? That was easy. Yeah, maybe. It took her long enough. Not long enough to get the Roadcaster Pro back, but long enough for me to realize there was a problem with my Roadcaster. Realizing that my sound quality just was lacking. Sounded fine, but you just couldn't hear me. I want to thank, this is so random, but I want to thank uh, my monthly supporter, Michael Ryan. Wherever you are, thank you, Michael. You can support me too by heading on over to WLOAP.com. There's a support page there, and you can do a one time donation, or you could do as low as 99 cents a month. That's $12 a year. I'd buy a cup of coffee. That's what I'm drinking right now is coffee. Surprise, surprise. There's a shocker, right? Man, I'm having family withdrawal just after spending that much time with them it was so nice I said to them all I wished that I have won the lottery because I would love to take that house right where it was and just buy it and live there for a couple months with the kids and tell the kids don't go anywhere just hang here for a couple months with me and your mom oh, it was just nice we played a lot of games we played um, trivia, trivia Pursuit, and I haven't played that forever. And that's a, that was a staple in my family when it came out in the 80s. 
we got the first edition and played it hardcore, and it was very difficult as a younger guy. But now as an adult, it didn't seem so hard. Me and my wife were a team. We played my wife and I against my daughter, Bethany, and her boyfriend, Dylan, and my other daughter, Abby, and her boyfriend, Malik. And uh, we beat them. We won. The parents won. I'm glad. I We should. We're the oldest. We should have the most knowledge. So it was fun. Next time we play as a family, though, what we want to do is roll for teams. That way we can mix it all up and be on different teams maybe and pair people up that might not be. Because I think like a younger person and an older person would be perfect together like myself with maybe my youngest daughter. So you've got somebody who's older and knows maybe A, B, and C and then somebody younger that knows a little bit of pop culture or whatnot. Yeah. All right, stick around. We got some more rambling to do. I promise we'll be right back. You come back too, please. We are going to learn something and get a wrinkle on that brain of ours. We already got a bunch of wrinkles on that gray matter. But we only use a certain percentage of our brain. It's nice to learn something. Maybe one of these facts will stick in your head and maybe it will help you next time you play Trivia Pursuit with your family. See how I tied that in? Here's one. This is a sad one. On the morning of October 21st, 1966, a landslide of coal coal waste crashes into a small Welsh mining village, killing 116 children and 28 28 adults. The accident left just five survivors and wiped out half of the town's youth. Oh. That's devastating. I think I saw something on a show about that because one of the town kids had drawn a picture, had a premonition of the town being covered and everybody screaming and stuff. Something like that's hitting me to where that seems, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm having a... All right, also on this day in American Civil War, 1861, so right at the beginning of the Civil War, the Battle of Ball's Bluff. On October 21st, 1861, Union troops suffer a devastating defeat in the second major engagement of the Civil War, the Battle of Ball's Bluff in Virginia. All right, here's one for United States Presidents, 1921, President Harding publicly condemns lynching. He delivers a speech in Alabama in which he condemns lynching. Good. Here's one in the 50s, the Roaring 50s. 1959, the Guggenheimer. Is that right? Guggenheim. Guggenheim? Guggenheimer? Guggenheim. Museum opens in New York City. On New York City's Fifth Ave, thousands of people line up outside the bizarrely shaped white concrete building that resembled a giant upside-down cupcake. (laughs) Never been there. I've only been to New York City once in my life, and I live in New York. It was overwhelming for me. I was there in, like, 1988. Vietnam War, 
1967 thousands protest the war in Vietnam. In Washington, D.C., nearly 100,000 people gathered to protest the American war effort in Vietnam. And that about sums it up on this day in history. Well, got a little wrinkle on our brain. Stick around, we'll be right back, I promise. You come back too. Grab yourself something to drink. Get comfy. It's not over. We are back. Gonna learn some facts. Yeah. Yeah. How about some facts? Nine satisfying facts about the sea turtle. Yeah, how about nine facts about the sea turtle? Do you know anything about the sea turtle? You're going to learn some right now. This is over, we are over at the fact site. And this is written by Becca Marsh. Published on October 18th, 2021. Sea turtles have been around for millions of years and are essential to specific ecosystems. They can be found in different locations across the globe, but mostly in similar tropical climates. Sadly, they are becoming endangered species due to environmental changes that our planet is facing. Here are nine satisfying facts about the sea turtle. Maybe we'll do all nine, I'm not sure. There are seven, seven, excuse me, seven different species of sea turtles. The seven sea turtles are green sea turtle, loggerhead sea turtle, turtle, Kemp's Ridley, Olive Ridley, Hawksbill, Flatback, and Leatherback. The Leatherback turtle can be found on both the east and west coast of the United States, as well as Hawaii, Puerto Rico, and the Virgin Islands. However, Flatbacks are only found off the coast of Australia and Papua New Guinea. Olive Ridley, Hawksbill, Leatherhead, and Green Sea Turtles are often found in the Atlantic, Pacific, and Indian Ocean. Kemp's Ridley Turtles are primarily found in the Gulf of Mexico. However, they can live in the Atlantic Ocean and have been seen far nor- as far north as Nova Scotia in Canada. Shout out to Nova Scotia! Hey Radio Mylar. Okay, what's next? The leatherback turtle is the largest sea turtle. The adult leatherback turtle can grow around 5.9 to 7.2 feet long. They are the largest sea turtle species, and a full-grown adult can weigh up to 2,000 pounds. They are the fourth heaviest modern reptile with three heavier species of crocodile. Leatherbacks are also the only sea turtle to have a soft shell. Their back is made from carapace, which is like a tough, rubbery skin. I never heard of carapace. Sea turtles help, help ecosystems. As an essential part, of some ecosystems, 
It is the sea turtle's diet. They mainly eat seagrass, which promotes and stimulates growth of the plant. There are very few sea creatures that eat seagrass. Um, uh, what do you call those? Sea cows being the only other creature to feast on it. Um, manatees. Manatees. Yeah, that's the word. A sea turtle's sex is determined by temperature. When a sea turtle's egg is laid in its nest, it is neither male or female. Unlike most creatures where sex is determined during fertilization, the temperature of the nest environment is, deci- is the decider of the sex for sea turtles. If the temperature is warmer than 82 to 84 degrees Fahrenheit, the hatchlings will be born female. If the temperature is below, then the sea turtle will be will be born male. Wow. Sea turtles were once worshipped. The the Mochi people of Peru worshipped sea turtles. The Mochi civilization, civilization lived on the northeast coast of Peru from around 100 AD to 700 AD. Sea turtles have a common cell relationships with barnacles, yeah, because barnacles, a common cell relationship between animals often occurs when one benefits from being attached to the other animal. In this situation, some barnacles benefit from growing and attaching themselves to sea turtles. They will usually attach to the neck or shell of the sea turtle. There are three main reasons why sea turtles make great hosts for barnacles. The first is they live a long time. Therefore, the barnacle does not have to worry about its host dying and finding a new home. However, this security can sometimes fail as a barnacle may attach itself to an area of skin or shell, which the turtle ends up shredding. The second benefit of barnacles is this constant flow of food. Being situated on the neck allows them to access food particles that flow from the turtle's food source. Lastly, sea turtles travel great distances in various waters. So it offers up a great diversity in areas where the barnacle can spread its larvae. In this relationship, the barnacle definitely benefits more than the sea turtles. Stick around. We'll be right back. We've got a couple more facts about the sea turtle. We'll finish it off. We'll be right back. All right. I was running out of time in that last segment. I was trying to read quickly. Uh, here's another fact. Turtle. We were talking about turtles. So if you fast forward, I like turtles. Turtle tourism is a thing in Costa Rica. Yeah, not surprising. The oldest sea turtle is 120 million years old. Not that particular one, but sea turtle fossils and skeletons reveal that they once lived along dinosaurs. Sea turtles are one of the few reptiles that have outlived dinosaurs and are still alive today. However, this specific sea turtle species found in Villa de La Vea, Colombia, is now extinct. It's the scientific name, which I cannot even pronounce. Skeleton was dug up in 2007 by paleontologist Mary Luz Perea and her brothers. It is dated to the Cretaceous period anywhere between 
145.5 million and 65.5 million years ago. Well, that's kind of a big stretch in years. A sea turtle can live around 50 to 100 years. The hawksbill has the shortest lifespan of all the sea turtles, averaging between 30 to 50 years. The green turtle has the longest lifespan, averaging on around 80 years, but, but sometimes can live to 100. It takes most sea turtles between 15 to 50 years to mature and become reproductively developed. Huh. As of 2019, one of the oldest living sea turtles is called Myrtle. He is a green sea turtle living at Cape Cod Aquarium and has been living there for more than 45 years. Judging by his shell, it's estimated he was around 90 years old in 2019. Sea turtles are among some of the world's oldest reptiles that are still alive today. Sadly, they are becoming an endangered species due to climate change, pollution, and poaching. But many conservatives, conservative projects are being set up globally to help these beautiful creatures of the sea survive. Yeah, and that's some facts about the sea turtle. We got a little wrinkle on our brain. That felt good. Where are we? There we go. Thank you so much for the most valuable gift you could ever give me. Your time. Sounds so corny, but it's so true. I couldn't do this without you, and I'm very appreciative that you support me. Whether it be tuning in, or if you're somebody like Michael Ryan that decided to support the show. Either way, I'm so grateful for you. I wish I could make you a nice seafood dinner. <laughs> or my homemade mac and cheese. I'm really good at making mac and cheese from scratch. All right, my friends. Thanks so much for your time, and do your best to stay curious and not judgmental today. I'll talk to you again Sunday. Peace.